What's the last lie you told? I generally don't lie. I feel like I'm an honest person. So, so that lie. What lie? <laughs> that you just told. I'm not <laughs> lying. <laughs> I feel like if you want to call trying to make someone happy a lie, then... Then yes, you're lying. It's a lie. It's- Regardless of your intention, <laughs> you're lying. I, can, I, don't, I don't think that's how that works. I can tell when you're lying. You always go, it's... Like, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, come on, it'll be fine. I think you should wear that outfit. And so whenever you start climbing those octaves, I know you're lying to be kind. I think that there are good lies and there are bad lies. And I think I tell nothing but good lies. Glenda the Good Witch. Still a witch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Titi. And I'm Zakia. And from Spotify Studios, this is Dope Labs. Hey, friend. Hey, banana bread. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I shared on the last episode, and y'all out here calling names y'all, in the comments. Oh, y'all been roasting in the comments. And I am fed up. We said it was a safe space, but my God. Do we need to lay out the rules for that? These comments really made me smile, but it also reignited Zakia's frustration in that moment. And so she's upset all over again. With TT. Not with y'all. Okay, banana breadhead, let's get to today's topic. What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about lies. America doesn't run on Dunkin', it runs on lies. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Who run the world? Lies. Lies. (laughs) People have been lying for a long time, though. I remember an episode of the Flintstone where Fred Flintstone lied to Wilma Mm -hmm. and said that he had lost his wallet when really he had lost all his money in a poker game. Yep. Who's going to get Brontosaurus burgers for Pebbles? (laughs) Even though people have been lying since the Flintstone days, it does feel like lately things have been getting worse. Lately, I've been feeling like some of these lies that are being told on the internet are ratcheting up to a whole new level that we have never seen before. The stuff with Jesse Smollett. Oh, gosh. I mean, we don't want that to be true. Like, we hope that he's not lying, but if he is... But he's not the only one lying. If he is lying, he's not the only one. Because at first, the Chicago Police Department said... He paid these guys, we have the check. Then they released the image of the check, and it says on the memo line, personal personal training. training. Huh. I would pay trainers for personal training. Right, and I would use a check to do that. Well, I don't use personal checks. Me neither. It's it's 2019. Exactly. They don't have square. You don't have Venmo. (laughs) And then there's this whole messy triangle with Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian and Jordan Woods, right? Right. Jordan's saying that she lied to Khloe about what happened that night because she was trying to protect her. And so she's saying it feels like more of a nuanced lie. Would you call that a Glenda the Good Witch lie? In that case, no, that's not a Glenda the Good Witch lie. Okay. That's a lie. And so then the question is, have we always been lying this much? And now the internet's just catching us in our messy webs? Or has the barometer for what's socially acceptable shifted? It's like now we're we're accepting it more. Everybody's lying, so it's just like, huh, okay. And not just accepting it, but like... Propping those folks up, exalting those people that are telling those lies. You should be a congressman. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You should be president. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Everybody's lying and we're just like, oh, okay. Sure. Sure. Including you all. We asked you guys on Instagram to let us know what your best, worst, and biggest lies you've ever told. And a lot of you responded. I like this one. Somebody said, I'm getting food for me and my husband, 
but they were really just ordering two meals for themselves. Another person said, I told my parents I was still a virgin when I got married. Somebody said that they've lied about having plans instead of telling somebody they didn't just want to deal with their drama. Mm. This person said that the lie that they told was, it was one time, I swear it's over. Mm. <laughs> oh, here's a lie by omission. Somebody says, I didn't precisely lie, but I just didn't tell because the person didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, That's tricky what I feel. out here. Right. So let's start the recitation with what we know, which is that everybody lies. A 2015 study published in the journal Acta Psychologica found that half of people between the ages of 18 and 44. So most of y'all. <laughs> tell <laughs> one to five lies per day. But we also know that when it comes to lying, there are varying degrees. Lying is not a one-size-fits-all activity. So, Zakia, what type of liar do you think you are? I'm prone to hyperbole, like similar to Soldier Boy. <laughs> you know, like I feel like <laughs> if somebody has on an outfit, you remember when we were all going out that time? Yes. <laughs> and my friend didn't have she didn't have the clothes to go out. She was like, I don't know, can I wear this? I don't even remember what it was. It was something that... It was like a a screen printed tee mm -hmm. and just some regular jeans. like. And I was like, you're going to be edgy. Yep. I burst out laughing because I was just like, oh my goodness. And that was hyperbole. Like the most accurate thing to say was you're going to be dressed different from the other people at the party. Right. <laughs> you will stand out slightly because most people will not be wearing that. But I think it is okay. And to me, it is okay. Yeah. She wore it. She wore it and she was just fine. What about you? What kind of lies do you spin? I feel like the types of lies that I tell are always just... Oh never that big of a deal like it's always like yeah it would be like somebody made some type of food and I take a bite and I don't like it but I know that they worked really hard on it I'm like it's really good I really like it and I will eat the whole thing and I feel like that is a, a good lie I think there's good lies and bad lies and I think I only tell good lies because I'm just trying to make people feel good doesn't that count for something? It counts for something. But now it makes me dub. I have to look you right into the pupil when no, you tell Z, me something. No, Z's a good cook. I've never now, had... now I'll be like, peel your eyelids back. Let me see. <laughs> Is it the truth? Is that how you really feel? Did you really like it? But no, nah, man, I feel like some, some lies are okay. And I think that when you're trying to make somebody feel good about themselves, mm -hmm. that you should get a pass on that lie. Hmm. This is feeling very situational. <laughs> <laughs> Under which conditions? Well, okay. Maybe that's a good question for us to answer today. Like, is it ever okay to tell a lie? Yeah, and I want to know what's going on inside our brains when we tell a lie. And also, like, why do we lie? What's the motivation behind it? Are people born liars or do you become one based on your surroundings and how you grow up? So like nature versus nurture. So like if your mama's a liar... Is you going to be a liar? Whole family of liars. Yeah. <laughs> they got bad blood. <laughs> lying blood. That's that lying family down the street. And then why do we choose to believe lies even when we know that they're not true? She's not answering the phone and it ain't because she out with her girls. Okay? So let's find out. Today's guest for our dissection is Yamade House. My name is Yamade House, and I am a nationally board-certified clinical counselor. Yamade started her career in school counseling, working with at-risk youth while earning her master's degree. During that time, she did her practicum at a women's maximum security prison. And it was women from all walks of life, like nurses and IT folks and, you know, like people with master's degrees and then people with no degrees, you know. And that's what inspired her to focus specifically on women's work. Ayamade has been working with women on all sorts of issues for over five years. And one of the first things she told us is that there are no accidental liars. Right. Lying is not as easy as you would think. Basically, the brain 
does more work to lie than it does to tell the truth. So let's say I ask you a question. For instance, do you like the meal I prepare for you this evening? And then you decide to lie to me. I feel like you're targeting me. Uh, This may be true, but (laughs) Ayamade says it's a four-step process to tell a lie. The first step is that I know the truth in my head. Now, I told you that I love your cooking, but for the sake of explanation, let's say that I find the food a little bit salty. (laughs) Okay, what's the second step? (laughs) Your brain's got to decide if it wants to tell the truth. So, like, I imagine saying it's a little salty and you get really mad and it makes me feel a certain way and I don't want to feel that way. So I decide I'm going to say something else, which brings us to the third step. Then you will have to create the new fact. So your brain comes up with a new narrative that's actually the opposite of how you feel about my food. And finally, I open my mouth and I say the lie, something like, this is the best meal I've ever had in my life. And don't forget to turn it up a few octaves. (laughs) You know how you do. (laughs) Right. I have to become Pikachu. This is the best meal I've ever had in my life, according to you. That's exactly how it happens. (laughs) So the process takes twice as much brain power as it does to tell the truth. When I'm telling the truth, I have the thought, the food is salty, and I just say it. The food is salty. But my food isn't too salty. Uh, Okay, Sakia. It was the best meal. I ever had. Perfect. But <laughs> even after you tell the lie, your work's not over. In fact, you're now creating even more work for your brain. Lying is stress. You have to keep up the lie. You have to be able to remember and access all the lies that you've told. Basically, our mind just becomes a Rolodex of lies. And anytime someone asks you a new question, you have to shuffle through all those cards to make sure your answer is in line with all the fibs you've been telling people. What I want to know is, is what's actually going on inside of my brain when I'm telling this lie? Like, which parts of my brain are being activated? All right, let's zoom in. For the purpose of today's lab, we're going to think of the brain as made up of two main components. The white matter in the middle, and then the gray matter that's all around it on the outside. Gray matter is made up of nerve cells in your brain. And nerve cells receive and process stimuli or signals from outside or inside your body. And then they tell your body how to react. For example, if you touch a hot stove, the nerve cell will process that stove is hot and direct your body to pull your finger away. But the nerve cells don't work without being able to communicate with each other. In order for them to talk to each other, they have to send messages. And the space through which they send those messages, that's your white matter. The white matter in your brain is sort of like a rubber coating around a copper wire. It insulates the gray matter and helps ensure the messages get where they need to go. The more white matter you have, the stronger the connections between those nerve cells in different parts of your brain. And as Yamade says, there's also a connection between white matter in the brain and lying. There is some science behind it that says that um, people who have more white matter in their brain, it's easier for them to lie. That makes sense because lying is work and white matter makes it easier for your brain to do all the mental gymnastics needed to lie. And there are studies that say it's actually possible to increase the amount of white matter in your brain, like if you exercise more or learn a new skill. The same is true for lying. The more your brain does it, the more white matter you create and the easier it gets. So you just keep laying those bricks, building a house of lies. So you keep practicing and pretty soon you'll be what Kobe Bryant is to basketball. The black mamba of liars. (laughs) Right. This is like a new first date question. So I'm going to be saying, I'm going to ask people like, do you know your white matter percentage? Right. Have you, when was your last MRI scan? (laughs) Right. If it's so much work, then why do we lie? Yamade says there's two main reasons why we're lying to each other. When we talk about it from a psychological standpoint, it's about power and control. You're either controlling what you want people to feel or do, or you're trying to gain some power as it relates to what you can and can't attain. Like another meal at my house. (laughs) I'm always down for another meal at your house. 
So when we, even if it's something minute, like when somebody says, hey, how are you? And you're saying, oh, I'm fine. Things are good. And things are terrible, for instance. Um, you're controlling the situation. You're trying to control the conversation so people don't dig any deeper. I knew it. All this time, you've been telling me my outfit mm. looks good or you like my food and you've been controlling me while everybody thinks that you're the good guy. But what about power, though? How do people use lying as a power move? When you think about power and lying, let's take the best example we have. The president. He is the most powerful man in the world, and he continues to lie about winning the popular vote, about how many people showed up to his inauguration, <laughs> or, you know, Russia. Why? Because if he tells the truth, the truth that he be lying, then in the simplest form, his power may diminish because he's no longer an authority. Right. That's the reason why he's so like gung ho about this whole wall thing. He told everyone that he was going to build this wall and that Mexico was going to pay for it. And if he doesn't build this wall, then in his mind, he feels like he's going to lose some type of power. At this point, I think he'll say that anything is a wall just to maintain that. It could be a bed of roses and he'll be like, my wall is working. So now we understand the motivation behind lying and what's going on in your brain when you do lie. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the more extreme side of lying, the kind of lying that can affect the course of your life or land you in jail. Stay tuned. So we're back and ready to talk about the more extreme side of lying. So everybody lies and, you know, for some people it's more extreme than for others. But for a smaller subset of people, lying is a symptom of something bigger. There are some diagnoses where lying is a symptom or a behavior of the diagnoses. These diagnoses that Ayamide is talking about fall under the category of personality disorders. A personality disorder is a deeply ingrained pattern of behavior that makes it really hard for people to have long-term relationships or function in society. The most common personality disorders include antisocial personality disorder, which is also called sociopathy, and narcissism. The difference between the narcissist and someone who is a sociopath, the narcissist wants to be grand. When you think about it, like you are trying, you are so insecure, you are, feel so bad about who you are and what you do or do not have, and you are trying to create this grander sense of self. So for narcissists, it's really about making yourself look really popping in the public eye. So making yourself look like you diddy when you're really not. Like Billy McFarlane from the Fire Festival. When you watch the documentary, like all of a sudden he started buying like Maseratis and he wanted to be a celebrity and he wanted to rub elbows and he had all this prestige. And this is just a disclaimer. Yamade is not Billy's counselor and we're not diagnosing him with a personality disorder. We're not those kind of doctors. When I saw the sheer levels of I'm just trying to get this money. I don't care about y'all. Lies that were being told. Exactly. I could not believe it. How can you sit there and tell these bold-faced lies when you have taken tens of thousands of dollars from people and you know for a fact that this thing ain't happening and you're still like, cue up the music, turn it up louder. Turn, turn the music up. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you can't play the music over that. There's no tent for these people. There's no villa. 
You gave me a cheese sandwich and I paid $10,000 to come here? Right. I was thinking about the Bow Wow Challenge, right? When Bow Wow got caught posting a bunch of lies on Instagram, trying to stunt in the streets. So this yeah. is the people. Did you see where they're showing people in this other, I can't remember what country it is, but like they're paying to go and take pictures of themselves on private jets, <laughs> but they never leave the runway. Like just to look like I'm out here. Yeah, man. That is typical narcissistic behavior. But for sociopaths, the motivation is a little bit different. Our sociopaths are going to be people who will lie because they have no conscience. So they don't care how it makes you feel because at the end of the day, um, it's about self-preservation. Sociopaths don't have empathy. And that's the ability to stand in someone else's shoes and understand how they feel. This means they can lie without feeling any of the guilt or remorse that many people experience. Still, sociopaths can be really hard to spot. So basically, people who are sociopaths tend to be extremely charismatic. They know how they're supposed to act. Lots of times sociopaths have the inability to create um, to create meaningful relationships. So they might be a really nice person, but nine times out of ten, they don't have any friends. So you may be thinking, these are such terrible people. We see you over there judging. But from a scientific perspective, there's some important context to think about that actually makes these people a pretty fascinating group. Biology does not make any mistakes. There are sociopaths for a reason. Sociopaths are always going to make sure that they will survive. And they will. When it's the zombie apocalypse, I need somebody who's going to save the human race. Not out here trying to save a pregnant Sandra Bullock. Right. From the car. That's like bird box. Right. Exactly. We don't need any tenderonies. It's time for a rough ride up. Right. Right. <laughs> so regardless of why someone is lying, what about the people that are receiving the lies? What makes us continue to believe lies? Like, even though we know you didn't get a six pack from that flat tummy tea, we're still going to like your post. <laughs> I'm going to come back and see what you posting tomorrow. Because it costs more to not believe it. Lots of times we live in this space called emotional mind. In the emotional mind, your feelings outweigh everything else. Right. So the facts don't matter. Yeah. You only care about what makes you feel good. Does that sound familiar to any of you? That's the biggest part of therapy is, for some folks, is just having them believe the truth. And so when we say that, um, we're really talking about believing and connecting with what we see and what we hear and all of our senses and not necessarily with the emotion. I don't know if this is the emotional mind, but this is a time when TT <laughs> told a partial lie. Not really a lie. She just said some things and my emotional mind took over. I was out to dinner with friends and oh. you called me and you were like, "Come, I need you to come home now. I have okay. an emergency. These are the words that I said to Zaki on the phone. I said, hey, I need you to meet me at your house like right now. And she said, is everything okay? And I said, um, I'm not sure. Can you please just come here now? I really, I really need to talk to you. In my mind, I was like, something's happened. TT killed a man and we will have to hide the body. And naturally, I'm the person you call for that. Right. <laughs> so, but what Zakia didn't know is that on the other side of that phone, I was with our good friend, Brittany. And Brittany wanted to surprise Zakia because Zakia was getting a really big award that weekend. And so she drove up. She messaged me and said, hey, I want to surprise Zakia, but I need you to get her to come home. And so... <laughs> That was what TT's plan was to get me to come home. I said, what do you want me to say? And Brittany says, say anything. Tell her it's an emergency. <laughs> and I said, well, she's going to get worried. And Brittany said, 
And I quote, she calls me with non-emergency emergencies all the time. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I called Zakia and told her it was an emergency. And then she came flying down the road. I did. And pulls up to her house and walks up to me nervous. I can see it in her face. I can't tell you the things that ran through my head. Okay. First of all, I used to have a, a knife in my, <laughs> in my console. Oh my God. And I was like, what if she brought someone to the house and she wants me to kill them on the spot? I this, had to be is ready. Type of, this is the type of friend that Zakia is. <laughs> She's ready to kill a man at any time. Okay. So run up, get done up. Okay. That's, that's the motto. So that was quite a bit. That was a lot for me. You know, Zakia, like this is not my forte. I was just like, yes, more science. Tell us all about it. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that's scary to me is that people's understanding of fact is always changing. And that's not how we operate, you know? No, not as scientists. Fact is fact. As scientists, it's our job to uncover new facts. We don't just make stuff up. We don't just pull it out out of nowhere. It is rooted in a lot of other facts. I do feel like facts used to, it used to be like, that's a fact, it's undisputable. Right. Like right now, we're both wearing black shirts. Which happen to be from dopelabspodcast.com. Go and get one. But now I feel like there's somebody, there's a troll in the room waiting to say, actually, that's just a dark gray. Or like, you know, exactly. it's just like people, It's just ridiculous. It's like people out here not testing anything and just saying, this is the truth. This is my truth, so it's the truth. Right. It's like, uh, no, that's Immigrants not how Immigrants are bringing drugs through the, th- th- over, through the border. Huh? Based on what? Right. What evidence do you have? You have no evidence. You just heard it from your neighbor. You are saying there's caravans crossing the border at this spot every day. All right. So that means every day I should be able to go to this border and there should be caravans. No excuse. Because if that is the fact, I should, it should it be is. reproducible. I should be able to see it within mm-hmm. that time scale that you told me over and over and over and over again. And that's how you establish a fact. Right. It is something that is unwavering under those conditions. Being a scientist has gotten me in so much trouble in social settings because I am trained for someone to say, oh, it's a lovely day outside. What's lovely? Mm-hmm. Is it just to you? Everywhere? Oh, Where? so that means that <laughs> it's lovely to you because you prefer sunshine. But I prefer sunshine and rainbows. So to me, it's not a lovely day. It's just a day. It's just a day. And so when people say, oh, oh, Zakia, don't say it like that. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say it plain. All right. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm just going to tell you straight up. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, this is so nice, isn't it? I'm not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go home. (laughs) People say, I can't wait to see you. Well, I'm only about 80% excited about seeing you. And sometimes people don't want that extra information. Ruthless. No. (laughs) So one thing that we need to mention is that after every single episode, um, on the Friday after the episode, this day after, we post a cheat sheet. I know some of y'all made it through school, but you probably didn't study like you were supposed to. This is me, basically she's a, talking about me. <laughs> I'm looking okay. you dead in the she's eye. She's looking me dead in the <laughs> eye. Yes, okay, I didn't study enough, but continue. It's a visual, like cliff notes, but a visual. So we take the major scientific content from the episode and represent it visually for you guys to see. Yes, and Zakia, she's being modest. She illustrates the whole thing, and she is very, very good. So you guys have to go back and see. It's on our Instagram, it's on our website, and it's on our Facebook page. So go and take a look at the cheat sheet at dopelabspodcast.com. That's right. 
Our producer is Jenny Radlett-Mast. Mixing and sound design is by Hannes Brown. Our consulting producers are Reka Murthy and Graham Griffith. Our original theme music is by Taka Yasuzawa and Alex Sugiura. Additional music by Elijah LX Harvey. Special thanks to our guest expert, Ayamade House. To learn more about her practice, Sabano, visit Sabano.com. That's S-A-B-A-N-O-H. TT is on Twitter at Dr. underscore T-S-H-O. And you can find Zakia at Z Said So. And if you love the show, don't forget to follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Dope Labs is a production of Spotify Studios and Mega Own Media Group and is executive produced by us, TT Shodia and Zakia Watley. When I was a kid, I couldn't say the liar. I had to say you're telling the story. Okay. <laughs> so could you say liar? We could say we could say liar. I want I'm putting a poll on Instagram. I want to know who could say liar and who had to say storyteller. I couldn't say shut up. Ooh. I couldn't say but. We had to say hind parts. <laughs> yeah, y'all so country. <laughs> hind parts. Yeah. <laughs>